I'm Misty Winkler, author of The Convivial Homeschool, Gospel Encouragement for Living and Learning Alongside Your Kids, and you're listening to The Simply Convivial Podcast. Hello, I am Misty Winkler from Simply Convivial, author of the brand new book for homeschooling moms called The Convivial Homeschool, gospel encouragement for keeping your sanity while living and learning alongside your kids. You can find that on Amazon. But we need to keep something more than our sanity. As homeschooling moms, we also need to keep up our motivation so that we can homeschool consistently and faithfully. It's one thing to start the school year strong, but it's quite another to keep it up after the weeks start blurring together. Motivation to homeschool begins to ebb away, and we can't wait for some natural, overwhelming incoming tide of motivation to return. But that just might not happen. We can't wait for it. Let's build some motivation for ourselves. Let's dig in. We need homeschool motivation because it's our responsibility as the parent teacher to educate our children. It's not optional. We set the tone for the day and we set the standard for the behavior in our homeschool. If we can't muster up the motivation to start the homeschool day, then how can we expect our children to have the motivation to do their work? We must model ourselves what we expect from them. Much of the time, what we call a lack of motivation is simply inertia. It's hard to get started. It's hard to get up and moving. It's hard to focus our attention and to summon the energy. We can overcome inertia by making it easier to get started with an energetic, upbeat attitude. These 10 practices will increase your motivation for average homeschool days. First, have a morning routine. Making decisions is fatiguing. And if we begin our days with the need to make a lot of decisions up front, we'll be worn out and used up before lunch. We're tempted to think that just going with the flow and putzing around is a leisurely morning that will keep us relaxed. But the reality is that going by whim will either mean doing nothing helpful or making too many decisions about what to do next. Decide ahead of time what needs to be done in the morning to set up the day for a better rhythm. Write it out. Practice it. Your routine does not need to be complicated or focused on maximum efficiency. It just needs to be decided ahead of time so that you can go through the motions that will start your day off on the right foot. There is no ideal or one perfect morning routine. Your morning routine can be suited to your personality type and your situation. It doesn't have to be a copycat of someone else's. Homeschool motivation is increased when the tables are clear and clean, when the books are at hand, when the pencils are sharpened, 
when the day is ready to begin with the materials that we need at hand. Then we don't need to have quite so much energy to have that motivation to get started. So having a clear and simple repeated morning routine will not only give you more motivation to start your homeschool day, it will reduce the total amount of energy and motivation that you need overall. Okay, number two, start with a song. The first thing to spiral a homeschool day into conflict and confusion is trying to gather everyone to get started. After managing to get ourselves going, there comes the monumental task of convincing everyone else in the house that yes, it is indeed time to get started. Enter the morning time start song. Choose a peppy song. Establish with your crew that this is the song blasting in the morning that means it's time to wrap up what you're doing and report to the table or living room for morning time. Then everyone has three minutes or so to make that transition and show up in a timely fashion. Plus, the song establishes a better tone and mood than mom shouting and calling. Our homeschool motivation will increase not only with that upbeat music calling us to attention, but also with the ease of communication. Starting the homeschool day together on the same page helps each one of us feel in touch and on board. Third, use a checklist. If you have multiple students at home, it can be hard to keep track of what each one should be doing each day. It can be tempting, especially when they're younger, to just decide on the fly what each one should do each day. However, this leads to inconsistency and only working when we feel like it. If that's not how we want our kids to do their work, then that needs to not be how we do our work. We want them to learn responsibility and a work ethic, and that begins with giving them a consistent work to do and then following through with them on that work. Checklists are the best way to stay on the same page and to get work done at a regular pace. When we know what we ought to do and what work our children ought to do, it helps us buckle down and just get to work. If we leave it to choose in the moment, we're less likely to choose wisely and we're more likely to fall prey to decision fatigue. A checklist gives both mom and kids a stepping stone to motivation. Number four, keep several favorite quotes in view. It's hard to keep sight of the big picture and our overarching purpose in the midst of the daily mundane tasks. Petty details and squabbles prevent us from remembering why we chose this path in the first place. We need encouragement, but not the simple, hollow, rah-rah kind frequently offered to moms. We need to keep our eyes focused on the truth. This is where alignment cards come in. Alignment cards are short and visible quotes, thoughts, or verses that we regularly review so that we can keep our mind on truth so that we can remember what is truly important and why we're doing what we're doing. When we keep our eyes ahead without getting mired in the weeds of details, we stay motivated and encouraged to work at those details rather than get discouraged and stuck in them. All it takes is a single verse or motto on an index card. Read it and remember. Number five, 
smile at your kids. We might be glad that we've chosen to homeschool. We might actually enjoy it. But do our kids see that? We certainly love our kids. We're grateful for the chance to live life alongside them during their childhood, instructing and loving them all day, every day. However, do we let our kids know that? When you turn and see that your child has entered the room, what is your facial response? What is your posture towards him? How do you look at her? Let's make it with a smile. Let's have our faces tell them without the need for words that we enjoy them, like them, want them. The surprising effect of smiling more at our kids is that our motivation to work alongside them will also be increased. Our attitude towards them and about our work for them will improve all by simply choosing to smile more. Number six, listen to encouraging podcasts like this one, especially when all the children are little and social interactions with friends are limited. We can easily become starved for adult conversation and for wider ideas than dinner and laundry. Enter the podcast. Sure, there are some great homeschool encouragement podcasts out there, but if we need motivation and more interest in life as a whole, then add a podcast or two that has nothing to do with homeschooling or homemaking to your playlist. Learn about history or economics or theology. Listen to a podcast about reading good books and maybe read along with the show. We will be better and more motivated homeschool moms if we keep our brains engaged and our interests alive. Number seven, get everything ready to go the night before. When we start the day scurrying to get ready, and if we're unsure if we have the books or the supplies that we need to get going, or if we're unsure what's even on the calendar for the day and what needs to be done, then we're asking for stress and weariness. Too many days like that, and we'll find our motivation sapped away. However, if we take a moment after dinner or after the kids go to bed to look at our lists and our calendar for the next day, if we make sure that we have our books and our pencils, if we know where our purse and the keys are and when we'll need them, then we'll wake up motivated to follow through on those plans. When we've taken the time to prepare the night before, we're increasing our homeschool motivation, not only by reducing the stress of flying by the seat of our pants, but also by giving ourselves a head start on the day. Starting is always the hardest part of any worthwhile activity, homeschooling included. The easier we make it on ourselves to start, the more motivated we will be to just begin. Number eight. Share learning with your kids. Sometimes it's easy to get stuck in taskmaster mode. Our job is to teach and to make sure that kids get their work done without being too sloppy. Not only do they become demoralized under this regime, so do we. To combat the fatigue, we need to take an active interest not only in our children, but also in the vast world of knowledge that we're introducing them to. It's not only that we ought to be models of lifelong learning for them. The truth is that learning really does make life more interesting and fun. 
Learning prevents us from being bored and from being boring. Gaining more and new knowledge is revitalizing. If our homeschools need a jolt of motivation, let's start by increasing our own motivation to learn about the world. It will make us more effective teachers, but it will also make us more interesting and interested people. And that in turn will increase our motivation to start each homeschool day with a goodwill. All right, number nine, live life alongside your kids. Homeschooling is about much more than math worksheets and history books. We can see our role not merely as a teacher imparting information and managing work, but as a master apprenticing our children in life. That means that doing life well ourselves and enjoying it as we go is a part of the process. Then we bring our children alongside us as we live out a full and joyful life. Life, all of life, is part of the curriculum. When we recognize the importance of the whole big picture, we're less likely to get obsessed with whether or not we finished or whether or not we need to test some knowledge. Remember that our kids are people. Remember that we as moms are people. And education is more about discipleship as we go along the way than about filling buckets with data or memorizing math facts. If we need more motivation in our homeschool, maybe what we need, first of all, is a surprise day off, taken not in order to laze about, but in order to go out into the world with one another to enjoy life and the world as a family in relationship. And finally, number 10. Ask your kids what they learned or read at dinner. Sometimes we aren't sure that what we read or talked about during school hours has actually stuck. Sometimes we aren't sure how to make our dinner tables a time of fellowship and enjoyment of one another's company. Sometimes we don't have time in the day for making those connections between studies that we'd love to make room for. Dinnertime conversations holds the key to all these concerns. Move the learning out of school hours and school duties and connect it not only between subjects, but also connect it with everyday life. At dinner, ask people what they read. Follow rabbit trails. Let children make proclamations of their opinion and then ask them questions to make them think it through. It sounds complicated, but it can be just as homestyle and comforting as mac and cheese on the table while you do it. By blurring those lines between school and life, by seeing the kids make connections between books or experiences, and by sharing those conversations with your husband as a family around the table, your motivation during the week and during your lessons will be spurred on. I'd love to hear your tips for keeping up the homeschool motivation, your favorite podcasts, or maybe your favorite table conversation prompt in the comments below. And that's it for this episode of the Simply Convivial podcast. I am so excited to share with you about my very first paperback book. The Convivial Homeschool, Gospel Encouragement for Living and Learning Alongside Your Kids. It releases in early November. 
After homeschooling for a few years, we all get caught off guard by how many long, hard, difficult, and sometimes downright bad homeschool days we have. We're tempted toward discouragement, thinking that we must be doing something wrong or we might not be cut out for homeschooling. My new book, The Convivial Homeschool, Gospel Encouragement for Living and Learning Alongside Our Kids, is made of 30 pep talks that turn the tables on math tears and grammar fights. A happy, effective homeschool is not all tea parties and daisies. The most good that happens in our homeschools happens as the fruit of the struggle. Every struggle is an opportunity, not a failure. As homeschool moms, let's keep our head in the game and our hearts stayed on Christ. Let's do the work set before us, not because we're so good at it, but because God is working good in us and through us. The Convivial Homeschool will equip you to make the most out of your own hard homeschool days. It will be available in early November on Amazon and at convivialhomeschool.com.